0: Welcome to Core of the Matter, the weekly public affairs show here on RLC-WVPH-FM in Piscataway, 90.3 The Core. My name is Sarah Morrison, and I'm your host, bringing you an interesting topic that affects what's going on right in your backyard, right here on 90.3 The Core. This week, I've got some interesting stuff for you guys. If you didn't notice two weeks ago, you probably had some primary elections in your own town but when's the last time you paid attention to your local election, let alone your local primary election? Usually overlooked in a largely apathetic scene, many don't realize the sort of goings-on that there are in their own towns when these primaries roll around in June. However, those who pay attention see up-and-coming stars in the political arena. In the air for this program tonight, I did have a nice conversation with Josh, which I'll share with you later in the program. Shark and Sam had the opportunity to join me today on this week's Core of the Matter and what they share is optimism, confidence, and drive, and inspiration to anyone who wishes to serve their community. Well, up next, we have Sharik. We're going to have a two-point interview with Sharik Ahmad. We're going to uh, speak with Sam Joshi as well. Stay tuned here on Core of the Matter at 90.3
1: The Core. My name is Sharik Ahmad. I'm from Edison, New Jersey. I just graduated from Rutgers. I- graduated with a dual degree in political science and middle eastern studies and then i also have minors in economics and religion
0: well two weeks ago june 7th edison and several other towns in Middlesex county had their primary elections for upcoming either council seats or mayoral elections in november and the couple seats were up for a commitment and other positions in edison and tell me about what you ran for and if you won
1: well the the democratic party in edison is known as the edison Democratic Organization. And what happens is they split up Edison into different districts. There's 78 in all, because Edison's I think the fifth largest municipality in New Jersey. So you know, obviously, there's a lot of people living there. And from each district, a man and a woman is elected, a committee man and a committee woman, and they serve on the Democratic Committee, and they represent the party in that district. And I ran for the Edison Democratic Organization committee man position in my district, which was District 56. And thankfully, I ended up winning just barely. (laughs) Just barely. By how much? I think five votes. (laughs) Five? Yeah, it was really close. But there, there was low voter turnout. So I think that might be to blame also. That might actually help me. I'm not really
0: sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the typical pattern for especially for primary elections or anything that's not presidential. It's a very low turnout, which is a completely different problem in itself. But first of all, congratulations. Thank you. And for anyone who thinks that five votes, if your vote doesn't matter, you won by five votes. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Every every single vote counted.
0: (laughs) For sure. That completely turned your election. Were you thinking about running for public office for a long time? How did this even? How did this opportunity even come up to you?
1: Well, the thing is, I was looking to get involved in my community somehow, and I figured this this would be a good way to make a difference. Edison is historically a democratic town, so and, and most of the people in Edison are Democrats. So the people who are on, on the Democratic committee, they really have what they say can really affect change in multiple different ways on various different levels. So that was really what I was looking to do is try and have my voice heard a little bit, um, try and get some new people involved because obviously the direction that Edison was headed in, I wasn't really happy with. Direction of New Jersey in general, And you could even look at it in terms of the nation as a whole. There's always things that need to be fixed, but it seems that there's more so right now. (laughs) We needed new thinking, new solutions. And I was actually helping one of my friends run for council as well. So we tried to do this together, try to get more youth involved.
0: The fresh blood is, I think, the biggest is the biggest concern at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, it's that I think was one of our main priorities. We were holding voter registration drives to try and get younger people out because if you if you look at Edison and if you look at New Jersey in general, the youth population, the people under twenty five, is growing. It's already huge and it's growing. And what you see is there's this huge population that goes virtually unrepresented because. If you look at most of the elected officials in municipalities, well, in Edison especially, they're much older, so we want to try and inject that new blood, as you said, into the political landscape in Edison because we want our views heard. We think it goes without saying that we we have new ideas and we want to make sure that we're not being ignored. There is also, in the Edison Democratic Organization, the chairman has been in power for a few decades now. Obviously, he has experience going for him and stuff, but you also need to have those new ideas out there, especially when the old ones don't seem to be working always.
0: So why weren't you happy with the direction Edison was going in? Why did you feel like you needed to step in and represent yourself instead of someone else representing your interests for you?
1: Well, because I, I would read the headlines every day. That it was always something negative. We're wasting money here. We're doing this there. A, there was always controversy, and then the main reason was that instead of me hearing about proactive measures being taken to address the problems of Edison, I just heard a lot of and saw a lot of mudslinging, disrespect, that that kind of stuff. There's no room for it in local politics. There's no room for people to be pointing fingers at each other. They they, they need to be focused on the problems at hand. and. I'm hoping that one of the things that I can do as a committeeman is, even though I'm one of the youngest ones there, I want to try and serve as a model for some of the older ones with the shorter tempers to maybe respect each other a little more and introduce a little bit of civility into the whole process. As I'm beginning to learn, there is virtually none right now, and that's a shame.
0: How are you going to keep your backbone strong when you enter the scene?
1: Well, it all comes down to respect. If, if we can't respect each other, how do we expect our voters to respect us? How do we expect the Democrats that live all throughout Edison and all throughout Middlesex County to have faith in us if we can't come together and eat, treat each other with respect? And hopefully th- that's one of the messages that I really hope that, People start to understand and the Democrats in Edison and in Middlesex County and in New Jersey are suffering huge losses across the board that as you can tell in recent elections and part of the reason is because the party itself is so fractured and I think with respect comes unity and once we're united we can we can start working together to achieve a common goal to achieve a common purpose and Start making the changes that we need to make.
0: The public can turn around on a politician at the drop of a hat. You saw that most recently with Rep. Anthony Weiner. He has a scandal and all of a sudden he has to step down and he was sent back by his district again and again and again. And that's something that you definitely saw. You didn't see it in editing because people kept getting reelected, but it was more of a heavy sigh and a same old, same old instead of someone actually stepping up to the plate and doing something. There are students in New Brunswick who actually won committee seats in New Brunswick as well for the neighborhood where a lot of college students live. It gives me... A lot of hope that people are starting to enter the scene and they notice that there are problems just like you did, and they want to inject some civility into the scene which is something incredibly respectable and incredibly it's needed desperately so what examples of problems are you trying to fix what sort of things are you trying to do
1: when i was talking about the need for civility i was talking more so within the party and with like during meetings not talking over each other not shouting at each other things like that i i happened to see that all the time and I really think with with elected officials they they need to we we all need to stop taking our positions for granted and we need to start keeping in mind that the people that voted us in have we we have an obligation to them we have an obligation to conduct ourselves professionally we have an obligation to make sure that we do everything we can to have their interests represented and we have an obligation to make sure that we do the best that we can to and, and we do we put in however much effort we can in order to ensure that happens in terms of younger people starting to come out anthony weiner is is a perfect example of what shouldn't happen you have a rising star some some called him in the democratic party who was getting things done who was attracting attention and then he goes and <clears throat> has this whole scandal we need we need more younger people to be involved who don't attract negative attention who can serve as role models for the youth in their communities and younger people that they represent and serve as an inspiration, not younger people who you look to and look at them as politicians and be like, I'm never going to be voting for people like that. This is what happens when you put young and mature people in office, that we need, we need people who are young and who are mature. And that's why I don't really think Anthony Weiner did anyone a huge favor by by his actions. As for younger people getting more involved in New Jersey, it is it is pretty hopeful. Sameep Joshi, he actually is a Rutgers graduate and he he only he lost very narrowly in the Edison Council election, but just the fact that he ran should serve as i guess a hopeful indicator of things to come maybe people see what he did and thought to see that he almost made it happen and they maybe it'll make them start to think that they can do it he was definitely one of the people who made me believe that i could win even though i was in a i was running in a pretty tough district
0: role model is a key word that you brought up either for you or for some people anyone else who ran my my recollection i'm 22. I'm a voter. I go out. I go to primaries. I cast my vote in all these elections. All I remember from when I was growing up, from when, when I think about the news of politicians, what do I think about? I think of Bill Clinton. I think of Dan Quayle spelling potato wrong. I think of Newt Gingrich. I think of, I don't think of someone who's a, a moral, upstanding citizen. I think of dirty. I think of why would I ever want to do that? And I really think you hit the nail on the head there with saying, with injecting the word role model. There's a legitimate relationship there of these kids are going to want to serve their communities one day. And instead of maybe going to nonprofit or just giving up on the dream altogether, they have an actual role model to look up to. And I really I I think it's very admirable. And I think it's incredible that you actually understand that concept, because I don't think any politicians actually understand that people, especially younger children who are going to be voting for them one day, are actually looking up to them as decent human beings who are supposed to represent the community.
1: No, well, I I don't necessarily agree with that. There's definitely some people who would serve as good role models. Uh, The problem is there's not enough of them. And what we need to do is really try and focus on on the ones that do exist, and use them as examples, and encourage more people to be more like them, and and try and dissuade the kind of the kind of actions that Bill Clinton might have done back in back in the day, or Newt Gingrich is doing right now. And we need to stop catering to. I know, I know it's very alluring to try and uh, use people's fears or their ignorance to to make yourself. Politically appealing to your constituency but that's something that we really need to try and back down from these kind of things serve as bad examples and what we need to try and stray away from them and I think it's the media's job to try and make sure that it is understood that these things are not helpful to the political discourse not on a national level not on a local level not on any level and that they're unacceptable and once that starts to happen then hopefully the discourse can change to something more civil with more respect. And we can have uh, people in local office, in county office, in every office that are more likely to serve as good role models for the younger people. Because as we're witnessing in New Jersey, there are younger people who are starting to get involved and there's going to be more. And you want to make sure that the people that they're trying to style themselves after, the people that they're looking to for help and advice and inspiration are good role models to begin with.
0: You don't have these role models. Did you have these role models growing up at all? In terms of politics? In terms of politicians or you're saying that you're entering the scene because you think you, you can bring a change and you think that you can bring the civility back to the table and that people can use role models. And
1: My main role model would probably, this is like stereotypical, but it, 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 it would probably be my mom. And because my mom taught me one thing that sticks to me this day and it's something that I guess has been reinforced by my upbringing and my culture and that's that you always respect your elders no matter what you respect your elders and they're always right and that may not necessarily be true but still, the underlying assumption there is that you have to respect them no matter what even if they may be wrong you have to show them respect that's where I'm coming from so if I see an elder I'm going to respect them no matter what and show them courtesy no matter what but the thing is after a certain point, you need to start earning more respect. Those elders can't can't just take that for granted. You need to make sure that everything you're doing serves to not bring any negative light on on you or your constituents or whatever it may be. And, yeah, uh, so I, I guess I would say that my mom was, was my primary role model. And, like, the, that's the lesson she taught me, and that's a lesson that I hope that more people, especially our elders, can start following more of is to make sure you always, always show respect. How did you-
0: RLC WVPHFM in Piscataway 90.3 The Core. My name is Sarah Morrison and I'm your host of Core of the Matter, a weekly public affairs program here at 90.3 The Core. We were about to continue with part 2 of our interview with Sherik Ahmad who recently won the election for 56th District Representative in Edison which is right by right behind nearby Piscataway. And he won, um, he won a, a committeeman's seat for as a representative to the Edison Democratic Organization. And he spent the last segment speaking a lot about respect for each other and adding civility to the process of um, of the uh, political process. And he'll be speaking a little bit more about his goals and what he um, plans to obtain uh, during his term and what exactly he's going to be doing. So without further ado, here's Shark Ahmad here on RLC, WVPHFM in Piscataway, 90.3 the core how did you realize that you weren't happy with the politics going on in edison how did you how did you understand that it was just an ugly scene did you go to meetings and did, Wait, did you go to town I, hall I meetings a
1: few town council meetings where the people in the audience would be yelling at the council members the council members would be yelling back they'd be yelling at each other it was all all kinds of things of that sort i i read i read the papers religiously i'm always hearing about oh how we have this new problem coming up or that new problem, the mayor is taking slack for this, business administrator just did this, the mayor has no control, the police chief is corrupt, that person is racist, this person is that. All these different accusations flying around and it's sat on two levels. First of all, they shouldn't exist in the first place because there should be no reason for, uh, people shouldn't be giving these uh, news outlets any reason to come up with these stories and to sensationalize them. And second of all, even if they are happening, they, they should be addressed. And it should always be about problem solving, not about causing more problems. So I noticed that all these things were going on, and we didn't really seem to be getting anywhere. And I was just hoping, it was just very frustrating. I would hear all the horrible stories coming from town hall, from the town council, from our various local law enforcement People, all these, all these horrible stories, and it just frustrated me. And I felt as though there was nothing I could really do about it. I was basically throwing away all my taxpayer money all my all the money that my neighbors were paying the township that my parents, my mom was all of this money was going to waste. That's how I felt and then my friend Sameep was running for council, and I know I knew a couple other people who were running for various positions and I realized that maybe I can do something, even if it's something small, like running for a committee seat, people will start to notice something, and it's just a forum for my voice to be heard uh, a little bit more and I guess I was just inspired to run for this, mainly out of frustration and at first I may have thought that it's not possible, like I can't really do anything about this, but then I think that that's the main problem that too many people think that way and as I started to get out of that frame of mind all kinds of new doors and possibilities opened up and hopefully other people can see that I won against an incumbent in my district and hopefully people see that and they realize that they can also have their voice heard and say all the have to do is get up and try and make it happen, and then maybe we'll start to see the tides change a little.
0: You said a small role like committee man. What exactly is your role in the Greater Democratic Party in the state and in Edison government?
1: It's mainly in the Edison in in Edison Township's government and also in Middlesex County's government. The some of the things that we do are we vote for our leaders like the chairman of the ED, of the EDO of the Middlesex County Democrats. We vote for people like that. We raise up issues that may be of concern. We give our thoughts and views as committee men from our respective We try and get, with well, there's several different subcommittees within the two organizations, and we try and get involved with those, and those do a host of different things. Some of them um, organize service events. Some of them organize voter registration drives. There's, there's all different kinds of things that they do, and being on in the committee provides us an opportunity to take a leadership role in one of those subcommittees. And then we also vote for, I guess this is our most important role, is voting and deciding who the Democratic Party backs. And especially in Edison and Middlesex County, that's pretty important because for the most part, both Edison and Middlesex County are historically democratic. So whoever whoever we decide to back usually ends up winning. So my position would basically be helping to choose that. And so the responsibility falls upon me and every other committee man in the township and in the county to make sure that they aren't they aren't just succumbing to to their petty grievances or different allegiances or whatever it may be, and they're actually making an active effort to make sure that every um, candidate that our organization backs is the best possible one and is truly committed to bettering our township and our
0: county. You have every politician claiming that they're honest and that they're the person to trust and that everyone's trust should be in them. How do you tell people, hey, actually believe me, I, I'm doing this and this is what I believe and I'm actually uh, not going to let you down.
1: Well, basically what, what I did was I went around my district, uh, knocking on doors, telling people, hey, look, I'm running for election. This is what I hope to do. This is what's been going on right now. If you're happy with the way things have been, then by all means, continue to vote for the same people you always do. But if if you're not happy, even a little bit, and if you'd like to see anything change, then the only way to really do that is to have new voices being heard that maybe more in tune with what you personally would want and then maybe you should go and support them and I guess my message got out to enough people in my district at least and and with a little bit of luck I guess I won.
0: you're talking to a bunch of cynical voters, especially with county politics known for being as disastrous as they are. With that in mind, what was the overall tone that you got when you were speaking door to door with voters? How would how'd you drum up interest in the people who you did drum up interest for? What was the feedback you got from them?
1: The feedback was, it was mostly one of two things. Uh, Nobody really was completely happy with the way things were. You're absolutely right in terming it as cynical. There was a lot of pessimism going around. And what I tried to do was tell people, look, it's okay to... Be cynical right now and being pessimistic is one thing, but you have to realize that you have the power in Edison. You have the power to see things start to start to change. You need to get the ball rolling, and that lies with you. So if you're not happy, and rather than being cynical, why don't you, I challenge you to do something about it. I was cynical just like you at one point, and I decided to do something about it. And that message got through to a lot of people, I guess.
0: Well, five people at least got that message because that, that got you over the hump, right?
1: Yeah, actually, um, my district had a, a lot of people come out to vote, but it was also the fact that we, I was in a three-way race. There, I think I was the only district in Edison that had three people running, so that was also probably contributed to the low, the low margin of victory.
0: It doesn't surprise me that that's the only contested primary, especially with how cynical people have become. Especially with local, um, because in the national scene, it's completely different. You have you have people who are. Yeah, they'll look at a politician, they'll pull the lever, but they, not that many people get passionate about it. But then when it's local, it affects you a lot stronger. So when did you make the decision to actually run? How long ago did you start prepping for this election?
1: Actually, I was, I, as I said before, I was helping my one of my friends run for a council. So I didn't make the decision till late, actually. So it's really lucky that I ended up succeeding because, because of the fact that I I was in a way more more concerned with making as much of a difference as I could, and I understood that a person, a young person in council, could make a lot more of a difference than a young person in the committee. So, I I mean, unfortunately, we ended up losing by I think a five percent margin or something in for the for the council election. But I ended up winning. But I, I guess I started to answer your question. I guess I started sometime in April. Was when I was when I. I really, well, in March was when I found the papers that I would do it, but I still hadn't fully committed to the cause because I was a student, so I was also busy with other things, trying to keep my grades up, all all the normal things that concern students, but I recognized that nobody else would really step up to the plate, so I might as well, and I I guess it was around mid-May that I really started um, going around knocking on doors, trying to tell people my message and hoping that it would stick
0: for two months that you had to prepare that's incredibly impressive thank you well you you mentioned the five percent margin that's not bad for a primary especially something that rarely is contested five percent is not a bad margin i think that's a sign of people really wanting to see fresh blood and change
1: yeah i really hope so and like you said before it's starting to happen in new brunswick in new brunswick there's no excuse really because New Brunswick is primarily a a college town. To not have young people being represented in New Brunswick is a travesty and really hope to see more Rutgers students get involved in their own local communities and also in the New Brunswick community because it's going to affect some of them for the next three, four even five years of their life.
0: We're talking about role models this whole time. Do you see yourself as that role model, trying to fill in those shoes that you couldn't, couldn't get, that gives people a little inspiration, especially after the many letdowns that have happened in New Brunswick before?
1: I'm not going to go around parading myself as someone who you should be like or something. The one thing I hope people take away from this is that if I can do it, then every other person, there's no excuse why nobody else can do it either. So if I can do it, hopefully people people realize that that they they can also get involved and it inspires people in Rutgers to get to get more involved to get more active and I hope that they start to start to become more vested in New Brunswick politics because it really affects each and every person a lot more than it may seem at first. And I guess after they, they see that it can be done, they'll they'll have more confidence.
0: I'm still just really impressed that someone felt it okay to just get up and, and try to uh, run and get involved like this did you expect to win or were you completely blindsided at all
1: i was doing it more i i thought for sure i was gonna lose it was it was quite a shock when the results came in and i realized and even after they came in it was only by five votes so i refused to refused to even begin to think that i'd won until i was absolutely sure i ca- i called the county clerk's office many different times asking if there was any mail-in ballots All all these, like, I called them so many times, I must have started annoying them, but I, I couldn't believe my ears when, when I heard, and only after I got my little um, official letter in the mail did I did I allow myself to believe that I had won, because I, I had not been expecting to win at all.
0: So when do you start?
1: It started this past week because we the edison democratic organization had their first meeting since the primaries this past week and i got a chance to meet a lot of people see, see what local government is all about see how it's conducted see how local politics are conducted and then actually the next day was the middlesex county democratic organization meeting so i guess i started right away there's no there's no lame duck period like with the president uh, it's not like January or anything.
0: So you are running one day and you start the next. That's that's pretty quick.
1: Yeah, it, it really was very quick. I I find out the one day and it was literally the next week that we're having our meeting. <laughs> I think I actually got the, my, my notice that I had one and an invitation to the meeting on the same day or one was very soon after the other. It was pr- pretty cool.
0: Did you find yourself prepared? Were you
1: ready? Um, at first, I was a little nervous that I wouldn't be, and I was nervous that I'd be the youngest person there, but there's, there was actually one, uh, an old friend of mine who I've known for, for years now. She's a couple months younger than me, and she actually she ran unopposed in her district, and she, she won, too. So there was both of us there, which was also heartening to see another young person there. Yeah, I guess at first I was kind of nervous, but then as the meeting went on and I saw what was going on, I realized that I, I was prepared for this and I I felt, I felt pretty at ease over there. I wasn't really intimidated and I actually had already started to notice things that could be done differently. Like I said before, people need to study treating each other with more respect, with civility, or at least, at the least, with a level of professionalism. And these are all concerns that I plan on bringing up in the coming weeks.
0: R.L.C. WVPH F.M. in Piscataway, ninety point three, the Core. My name is Sarah Morrison. I am your host of Core of the Matter, our weekly public affairs show here on R.L.C. WVPH F.M. in Piscataway, ninety point three, the Core. We just got through our first half hour of speaking with Sherik Ahmad, who ran in Edison, New Jersey's fifty sixth congressional district as a uh, for a committee man's seat, and did win. Had some great advice and some great insight into what he would like to do and what he plans to do, and. He wasn't the only student or someone of college age, someone of Rutgers age or a Rutgers student in general who ran for an election uh, two weeks ago, at the Edison and, and during the primaries, um, New Brunswick and Edison's primaries last Tuesday, June seventh. Back where I I split my time between Edison, and New Brunswick, like I touched upon earlier, and uh, Josh Strimber and Tara Finowitz are are two of my representatives now. They are at the uh, they are the representatives for the sixth ward of New Brunswick, which is overwhelmingly majority of those are students and. Uh, Josh is originally from Philly, and he's a Rutgers, I believe, is a senior. He lives on uh, Ray Street, and he's very proud of the fact that he lives on Ray Street. I spoke with him briefly before the uh, before the program aired. Unfortunately, him or Tower could not make it tonight, but I had a very productive conversation with Josh I still wanted to share. Um, Josh is telling me how he is very passionate about serving the community and he's very excited Uh, he was excited enough to switch his residency so he can run in and become a committeeman and he decided to run a couple of months ago when he heard about the open seat from an advisor of his um, like a personal advisor at his at Rutgers who told him about the position being uncontested and then he found Tara and then decided to give it a shot and he ended up, Tara and him ends up running on a post and winning their election two weeks ago Um, when I asked Josh about being a representative, especially in a place like New Brunswick, where he is representing a largely student-oriented contingent, his um, most of his constituents will be students, and it's a very—it's a student representing a student, it's very— it's very. It plays really well, and Josh told me that he is looking forward to the opportunity to speak with people, to get to know his neighbors, get to know the people who live around him, and he's really excited to speak with all of his neighbors and to find out exactly what they're looking for in a... Out of their out of their city government, out of their representatives, even if it's something as minor as improving the quality of life in the area, either fixing a pothole or taking care of a broken streetlight or a sign that fell down or a roadkill, he really wants to get involved and fix things from the ground up in New Brunswick to really improve the daily quality of life. Things that students might not notice as they're walking around, but once they get paid attention to they can get affected so he reports whatever's told to him back to the district and he fights for these items to get fixed and when i spoke with josh he's incredibly excited to be taking this opportunity as are all these students that i've been speaking with tara as i said unfortunately it was very apologetic that she couldn't be on tonight but she had a prior commitment and i'm disappointed i didn't get a chance to speak with her at length like i did with josh but i'm very confident in the abilities that the both of them have, especially with such limited student representation in New Brunswick. It's very exciting to see that two students are going to represent the sixth ward, which, as I explained before, is heavily overwhelming majority student run. So or student populated, I guess I should say. Core in the Matter, our weekly public affairs show here on RLC, WVPH-FM in Piscataway, 90.3 The Core. I'm your host, Sarah Morrison, and we're about to continue with my interview with Sameep Joshi here on 90.3 The Core.
2: My name is Samip Joshi. People call me Sam. I'm from Edison, New Jersey. I'm in the process of graduating. I still have a semester to go.
0: You have a semester to go. What are you, what are you studying?
2: Political science and econ.
0: Well, that goes in pretty well with running for council, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So let's get to the race itself. What What inspired you to jump in and get started in the first place?
2: Well, I. there was actually a zoning issue that came up right in front of my house. When I was 12 years old, they tried to knock down a residential home and turned it into a parking lot. And when that happened, there was my neighbors who had hired a lawyer, and they needed someone to help out passing out flyers. So I went around speaking to a lot of my neighbors when I was 12, and then that's what really got me involved. That was the very first thing that got me involved in local politics and government. A zoning board has shown how the permits and process of variances were actually handled. And then afterwards, I got an internship working at the senior center in Edison, and I got to see that there's a lot of things that government does that the average person doesn't really know about. And I thought that it was the responsibility of government leaders to engage with their constituents, and they should keep their constituents informed. So that's that's what really got me involved. And from then on... Local elections came around, mayor elections, council elections, and I got very involved with those, too, and that's that's really what got me involved. And then I knew that 2011 would be the year where I would I would want to run because I felt that I've worked in several different departments as a full-time employee, as, as an intern, and I was a full-time employee for uh, over a year, and I've worked in the township on and off for about six years, actually, and I knew that I would have at least one... New perspective for uh, the council.
0: So you started when you were
2: twelve. Yeah, that's that's. I started when I was the, the zoning issue was what first got me involved.
0: All right. So after the zoning issue, what else did you do, either for the city or with a campaign? what What got you involved? What else did you do politically? What else were you involved in?
2: I worked at the Edison Senior Center. The, uh, I was uh, I was part of the Youth Service Corps. There's only ten of us in the whole year, and uh, I worked in the senior center helping out a lot of senior citizens for a few months, and then got involved in a local election, uh, Mayor June Choi's election. At first, I started off as a canvasser, and then we would canvass till so late that we would a lot, a bunch of us stayed afterwards, and I got to speak to his staff members. And I started telling them. Some ideas of what I did beforehand for the zoning issue. I said, how we can go door to door. So I started giving him different ideas on how to run elections or how to run the, his election. And eventually, within just a couple weeks, uh, his staff hired me and said, let's, uh, they basically said, okay, let's get a couple of younger people involved. So I was one of a few of the younger people that, were, that was part of his staff. And then after I got into his staff, I worked on his campaign. Uh, he hired, after he won his election, he hired me to work in his administration. I was 16 at the time, and I worked in his administration. I worked in municipal court. Uh, because of him, he, he put me in municipal court, he had me work in violations bureau, and I got to meet a lot of different people in the township. And a couple of years later, there was another council election. This was in 2007, and there was a slate that was running with the Edison Democrats. They asked me if I wanted to be a campaign manager, and they hired me for that. That was my first, uh, that was my biggest role early on for Edison because I got to meet a lot of people. I got to see how campaigns were run, how they should be run. And I got to meet a lot of people that were had a lot of influence in Edison Township. A couple of years after that was another mayor's election where the mayor that was running at the time, Brissigliano, asked me to get involved in her campaign, and I did. She, After I, after I worked for her on the election, I applied for another full-time position in the township. And I had enough experience, so I, I started working full-time in the township. And then after all of this, that's when... Uh, This past year came around, and I decided that I wanted to run for council. Instead of having the same same group of people that have been running in the town for almost a decade now, I said I think that I would have a different perspective, and I think that it's necessary for our generation, the younger generation, to get involved. And so that's why I decided to run.
0: What do they have you doing at the age of 16 that seems so young to really be getting involved in something like that?
2: I always knew that I wanted to do it. And it was, it, all it was was someone asking me, do you want to get involved? And I said, absolutely. And that's, that's what I, I wanted to make sure that in the way that I ran my campaign, I wanted to make sure that younger people were also involved. And that's why the first thing that I did when I started off my campaign but I went to a newer generation, uh, rather than the standard that has been in Edison politics, uh, and I just asked them if they wanted to get involved. And I had a lot of meetings at my house and elsewhere, at uh, different studios, different uh, places that let me host an events, and I just went to a sh- I went straight to the high school students and uh, a lot of Rutgers students too. And I said, "This is how elections are run. This is how people get involved. Are you interested?" And I had hoped that a lot of people would be in the same situation that I was when the, all it takes is knocking on someone's door to say, "Do you want to get involved?" So I did that, and I was I was right. There was a lot of people that do want to get involved. There's a lot of people that are interested. They just don't know where to get involved, and um, it opened the door and that, uh, I think that I, I, although I lost by 221 votes, I lost by 221 votes, but I think I accomplished one of the things that I wanted to, which was getting a whole another generation involved and making them aware of how they can get involved.
0: That's a close election still. You should be proud of yourself, especially in a primary in a place like Edison where the status quo is so established.
2: Yes. The Edison Democratic Organization, uh, the the party chairman, has been there for about 34 years now. And uh, the leadership has been there for a couple couple decades. Committee that decides who should be supported by the Edison Democratic Organization, uh, that establishment. A lot of those people have been there for uh, literally 30 years, and so I thought that it was necessary to at least have a few new faces, to say the least, involved in that committee, too.
0: Exactly. So you were working on a lot of different campaigns before you entered your own. What was that spark? Was there a specific issue or something about the way things were going that just made you say, you know, I'm going to jump on board and instead of getting behind candidates, I will be the candidate?
2: So when I was campaign manager in 2007, that was when I was 17, I told a lot of those people that were running for office uh, and the mayor at the time, the council members, I told them, I want to get involved. I want to be on a committee uh, just to be able to learn something new. And all all of these were volunteer positions. I said that there's a lot of people like myself that would love to get involved and they told me absolutely Sam you'll you'll definitely work we'll, we'll make sure that your resume is really good so that one day you can run. And um, a, a few years went by of them telling me that one day they'll help me out in getting involved in the process, not just in elections, but such as being on a volunteer board for that decides different events in Edison or a zoning board, a planning board, just so that we can, a, a newer person could get involved in the process. I was told this a lot of times, but they never uh, followed up with their promise and uh, I told some of the people on column A who I ended up running against, I told them if, if you stick to your word, which you told me four or five years ago, which is you'll make sure I get involved, then I won't even run. But they didn't do that, and I said that I'm going to run for election, and um, and I, I, I told them I knew I'd be able to uh, give them a very good run. I, the election proved it.
0: Well, that's true. You didn't lose by much, and when I... I, I live in Edison, so I saw your posters on my block. I saw my first thought was this guy's young. Like I, that was my first reaction. First, I'm like, there's no way he's younger than forty. That was my first reaction. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way that someone that young had entered the scene. And then I and then I realized who you were. And oh, oh my god, <laughs> that's that's a lot of guts to jump in and get involved in something.
2: That was my biggest issue. I said that there are so many people my age, or our age, rather, that are aching to at least know how the process works. Forget about running for office, forget about doing, you know, not running for office, but they just want to know what actually happens. When you first called me, I had someone, a sophomore, he's a sophomore in high school right now, and we just went to a council meeting because he wanted to. And that, that's what I, that was my point. I said that there was a lot of people that are aching to get involved. And he, him and a few of his friends said that next council meeting, they're going to come too. And a lot of people would say that those, but there's, there are people that want to learn. And uh, it only takes knocking on someone's door, literally, to, to say, hey, do you want to learn? Do you want to get involved in our process? And it's come to a point where our generation, all the people that are graduating records right now, if you look ahead within 20 years, 30 years, you look at that, look at our debt right now, if we don't get involved, if we don't voice our opinion, then it's going to get to a point where our taxes are not even going to be going to services. They're only going to be going to paying off debt, and that's the only way we'll be able to sustain living in the place that we're living. And and our paycheck when that when the, you know when the federal tax comes out, it's going to be well, it's all it's near nearly 50 percent for wealthier Americans right now, both federal, state, all the taxes combined ends up being 50%. It's going to be about 60%. That includes property taxes, too. And it's just going to end up going some to- paying off old debt. And that's why I thought it was so important for our generation to just get involved. So
0: what would would the advice be for somebody who's looking to get involved and doesn't know where to start without being prodded or being encouraged by somebody who had the courage to do it?
2: If someone is looking to get involved, uh, do you mean to say in Edison or in Middlesex County?
0: Well, Edison's a start, but anywhere in politics, I guess.
2: The first thing they can do is go to the local council meeting, or they can go to the members of the local parties that are represented there. In Edison, Democrats outnumber Republicans three and a half to one. So a lot of the people, if they're interested in getting involved, they should uh, go to the organization that's usually in power or the one that they believe in and speak to them, ask them how they can get involved, how they can be a local committee person. Every every township has uh, well over many dozens of committee uh, committeeman. I say many dozens because uh, Edison has one hundred and fifty six The or Highland Park would only have like thirty. so it, it varies on who's a committee person. Um I had someone, one of my friends, I had him run for a committeeman, which is representing your own local street, Sharrick, and he ran against someone that ran for mayor at one point. and And um, he had a very door-to-door approach and he won. And I was very happy because it was another generation stepping in.
0: That seemed to be the theme when I was speaking with Sherrick also is the idea of... First of all, injecting some sort of civility into the process and respect into the process, and on top of that, to bring a different voice in because it's not uh, he—he really felt strongly that people our age are very underrepresented.
2: They are. There's no question about it.
0: After I finished up speaking with Josh and with Sherrick and with Sam, it didn't occur to me that these are politicians. Because in my mind, I still have the association that politicians is this dirty word. We have politician means scandal. Politician means corruption. Politician means sleazy. I don't have this connection of someone who actually has this pure motivation and this unadulterated desire to get involved and help their communities like sherrick and Sam and Josh and Tara do. And I was left completely impressed after it, the second I got off the phone with all my interviews, I the first thing I wanted to do was tell everyone I knew that I heard this. I wanted to tell my parents, look at how genuine these people are are these 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 people running are. I wanted to let everyone know that. I had a little bit more faith in the system after I spoke to them. It could be because there are new people coming in, a new generation coming in, as Sherek and I touched upon earlier. We're affected by seeing the Bill Clintons and the new Gingriches and the scandals and the, and the Mark Sanfords and the Anthony Wieners of the world. And we don't see that there are people who really want to dedicate their lives to public service and who remain untouched by something that is associated as a bad thing. Being a politician is associated with a bad thing, not as a community service. Community service, people think of picking up trash in the park. They don't think of it as getting votes and fighting for a constituent's opinion or need in a town hall or a congress. So I really believe that these student leaders I spoke to are – Mm, they're model, they They were humble about it but they're models and I really think that they're models and they're inspirations for anyone who is looking to get involved into a life of public service and I think there's a lesson for those who want to get involved I really think anyone who wants to get involved should listen to what Sam had to say at the end of his interview that if you want uh, go with someone go to your town hall meetings find something that's interesting to you and getting involved because the best way to get something from your community is to give something back to what your community is doing for some people that's civil service some people that's community service but for those who literally don't know where to start look for other people who are going to support you and that's exactly what Sam and Sherrick did that's what Josh and Tara did had someone to support them when they went in this effort and that's something that can really be recreated in other places anywhere around around the county, around the state around the country even and it gives me a lot of pride to know that these are Rucker students who are doing this that it's one alum, one who's uh, and several who are graduating in the um, next year and or the next semester and to know that they're going straight from what they have to from college from uh, not even going straight into a civil service job maybe or at least had the motivation to or the desire to really made me proud to know that there are people who really want to give back to the community here. So it's a hats off to Sharik, to Sam, to Josh and to Tara for all the effort that they put in to their races and all the effort they're going to be putting back into their community. And I'm sure Edison and New Brunswick will continue to benefit from everything that they will be doing. Once again, I want to thank Sharik Ahmad, Sam Joshi, Josh Strimber and Tara Finowitz. For more information on Core of the Matter, the weekly public affairs show on 90.3 The Core, visit our website at thecore.fm. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is Core of the Matter. We are on Facebook as well. Search for Core of the Matter at 90.3 The Core. If you have any comments or suggestions for a show topic, email public affairs director at thecore.fm.